BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Laura McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today I am, I'm like shook she's here. I'm shook that I met her recently. Joining me today is the queen, Caroline Stanberry. Hey, girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor. Oh, what an entrance. I love that, queen. <laughs> Um, so Caroline, we recently met because I was a guest on your podcast, Divorced Not Dead. So thank you for having me again. I just have to say that because it was, it truly was epic. And you are so nice. I was running late to that podcast and you couldn't have been more gracious. And then today we attacked difficulties and you're still a shining star. So thank you. For, you're so like chilling down to earth. I have to say I wasn't necessarily expecting that. I'm very relaxed. I know I think it's a shocker for people because I think, you know, doing what I do um, and seeing very small parts of my life, you think <laughs> that I might I hold up my ass, but I don't. Yeah, you I really think I probably did, used to, used to, but I think it's been removed. I, yeah, I, I think I have a, a, a few theories as to why that is, but we'll get into that. So first things first, congratulations on The Real Housewives of Dubai. Everybody is failing. We are so excited. Yay. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I left uh, Ladies in London just saying you'll never know when the bitch is back, but um, I guess I'm coming back. But I'm a very, very different person, so I'm very excited. And I'm really touched, I have to say, by the reaction. Um, I think I'm pretty viral right now, which is... Oh, yeah. Really not, but it's been really, really, really warm and really lovely. And it's been six years since I've been on the screens. And I think, you know, just knowing that people wanted me back like this, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, we have been. So I'm a huge fan, I told you, of Ladies of London. I mean, watched every episode probably like three or four times each. I mean, such a great show. And 
They actually. I was in it. I was in it, and I watched it once. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. It's so good. It's such a classic. But here's the thing with it, too, is, and if you're listening right now and you haven't watched Ladies of London, I'm actually jealous because you get to go watch it for the first time, and it really is epic. You've got to watch it. And also, I believe it was, like, in the midst of the pandemic, Bravo brought it back so people could binge it. So it kind of had, like, a resurgence a couple years ago. They did, they did. And then we, we, we've got everybody, sort of, we've got so much to have it back, I think. I think it's... Look, um, you know, London is such an epic city anyway, and we were such a good group of girlfriends. I think it was just such a lovely, lovely um, vibe in the end. And I do miss it. I mean, I did throw my toys out of the pram and sort of stomp off year, uh, year four, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, three seasons for you, but four years of making it, if you see what I mean. And, and, and I, I had sort of had enough. And I'm now looking back, it's like being, it's like, it's, you know what, girls? It's like giving birth. That's what I equate it to. You know, the, the whole nine months of carrying a baby, you're like, fuck, I want this damn thing out. I'll even put it out myself. And then when it's out, it's out you know, it's all over. You're like, oh, I'll do that again. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's basically why, you know, when I always say to people, we really think before you act. Because, you know, being on a new show with new girls who've never done this before, you know, oh, yeah. you get, you do get trims and, you know, I'm not doing this. I don't need this. You're like, oh, trust me. Trust me, you'll want to come back. So just watch what you say. So tell me, though, about Ladies of London. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did it even come to fruition? And why wasn't it called The Real Housewives of London? I think The Real Housewives of London, it wasn't that because we all put our foot down. And you've got to remember, what was it, eight, nine, no, so 10 years ago now? Yeah. 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 So 10 years ago now, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Back then... We didn't really have reality TV in the UK. Right. We had, I think they had made an Essex or something like this or, you know, Cheshire, but it was like lowbrow compared to where we would, we, you know, the society that we were in. Right. It was very, very frowned upon. And Housewives um, was, uh, you know, considered sort of more lowbrow back then. Yeah, back then. Yeah. You know, um, and I think, you know, just, and well, it wasn't even housewives. It was all reality TV. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. Any, because you had like real world, you had like, people didn't understand it. They were just like, oh my God. So when it came to London, we were just like, we cannot be housewives. We, we you know, we, we're not, we're, we're not housewives. We're all, I was a CEO of a business that I, right. you know, I didn't want to be a housewife. I'd spent my whole life going, I'm not going to be a housewife and I'm not going on a TV show called Housewives. And um, I think that's, you know, basically we all put our foot down and go, we're more than housewives. And actually it was a mistake. <laughs> right. <laughs> because the franchise is so big and we would have um, stepped off that. And I think um, coming, the, everyone really thought of us as housewives anyway. I did. As a fan of Housewives and as a fan of Ladies of London, I, I was like, yeah, 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 it's just a different title, but they're the Housewives of London. Yeah. yeah. All it did was confuse people, to be honest. <laughs> it was our mistake, not the networks. Right. Well, I, uh, I speak Bravo fluently, so I knew exactly what time it was. I knew what was going on. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Rothy's. Here's the deal. Flat shoes can be, they're not always that cute. 
But sometimes, every now and then, you'll see a woman and go, oh, my God, those flats are to die for. They're cute. Well, guess what? They were probably Rothy's. They're known for their chic pointed-toe flats. Those are my fave go-to. But that's really just the beginning. They have tons of iconic head-turning designs in bright but very sophisticated colors. And they really do work great with every outfit. You can wear them with yoga pants. You can wear them uh, during the day. You can even wear them out at night. And they're insanely comfortable, like a slipper. I'm not joking. As soon as you take your first step, you're like, oh, that's more like it. Where have these been my whole life? And also, this is such a bonus, Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. All their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. Can you imagine? Yeah, they've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. That is unreal. I was in Europe and you're walking around a lot, but sneakers and like cute sundresses, it can be a vibe, but like it doesn't always look quite right. I much prefer like a flat pointed shoe. But, like, it's got to be comfortable. And just because it's a flat shoe does not mean it's comfortable for all day walking around. Well, guess what? Rothy's is. My wife made me go on tours a couple of times on a trip. And Rothy's was my go-to. And I had them on all day. We were walking, like, miles. And my feet, they didn't wince a not a once. And also, they're so cute. They elevated all of my chic Italy outfits. And right now they have this color, dragon fruit. Ah! It's like the most perfect pink in the world. And I actually have been treating pink kind of like a neutral. And the best part, I get home from my trip and I can actually wash them. You guys, I'm telling you, your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash taylor. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. Again, rothys.com slash taylor for $20 off your first order. You're going to thank me. And now back to the podcast. But now, you know, it's much more accepted. And, um, you know, go, even just getting into restaurants and things like that is a, is a, a you know, uh, with, a, with a camera crew. And in the UK, it was like every, every door was oh, shut. You'll notice the show that up in pubs a lot. Yeah. I don't think I'd eaten in pubs since I was 16 years old. But suddenly I'm eating in a pub every week because that's the only place we could film because in England, no one was letting us in. So yeah. that's the issue we had. Well, I was even telling you that Stassi and Bo, I'm officiating their wedding in Rome. And they were actually, when they planned the wedding pre-pandemic, pre-everything, they were supposed to be filming for Bravo. And even they were saying how difficult it is to this day, like in Europe, like Europe just doesn't necessarily, or maybe, maybe it's Italy specifically, but like they were just saying, it's not like America where it's like, yes, reality TV, come on in. A lot of doors close when you bring cameras in and you say reality TV in Europe. So that's definitely a thing, right? Yeah, it's it's a big thing. It's it's not easy. Is uh, it the same in Dubai? Yes. Interesting. Because Dubai is, you know, this is what's going to be the double-edged sword for us. I think Dubai is a wonderful place to live, and I can't wait to blow the lid off what America thinks it is. Right. Um, I honestly think that they think I'm chained to some sink and can't walk and eaten by my husband at night. <laughs> um, you know, because that's the, the view of the Middle right. East. They they. And it's just not so. We live in, you know, I live in a very modern man house with like, you know, I wear hot pants out, you know, uh, right. I definitely drive um, 
all of these things. So I can't wait for you to see it. But at the same time, they are a closed community. Right. You know, and it's out of respect and things like this. It's not out of it. I, I try to explain to people the rules apply for everyone. It's just like it's just to respect their their culture. You know, we have um, you have every color under the rainbow of uh person that lives there. Right. You have every religion under the sun that lives there, which is quite incredible together because I think you don't um, people don't know that. Um so but so everybody coexists. It's just knowing, okay, you know, um if you do go to a mosque or if you do go to a shopping mall that you should cover your knees. Right. But if you're on a beach in on wherever you can be in a you know a g-string if you want i mean not that i i would but um nobody wants to see that but you can i was gonna say you definitely could pull that off absolutely are you kidding me 46 this year taylor girl you look not a day over 29 it's truly unbelievable i mean you interviewed me sitting in a crop top and looked fierce so i bow down for real well, as I, I told you, Taylor, I, I think I've gone back in time. I think, you know, they do say you're only as old as the man you feel. So um, absolutely. It's not a, uh, a Benjamin Button here. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're both younger. back in our adolescence right now. So Ladies of London, you kind of said this before the beginning of the podcast, but like you kind of went off in, I believe the term you used was a huff, maybe. It yeah. felt like when you were off the show, as a fan, as a viewer, the show was done because it felt like you were at the epicenter of the show. You moved to Dubai at the time with your husband, now ex-husband, and there were whispers from the get about like maybe there'll be like a spinoff in Dubai because it always felt like it was you were the epicenter of the show. So it made sense like, well, if, if she's moving, then maybe the show will move there as well. And I would say, God, Caroline, what do you think it's been? Five, seven years of whispers of you, Dubai, and maybe a Housewives coming up. Even when Lisa Vanderpump left Bev Hills, people were calling and screaming for you to replace her on Beverly Hills. So you've been in the mouths and the zeitgeist of Bravo for a long time. So I have to ask you, how do we go from Ladies of London being done, you're in Dubai, and then all these many years later, finally it's fucking confirmed that, yeah, there's a house in Dubai and Caroline Stanberry is on it. And the trailer is you. You're the first face we see with the sunglasses and it is iconic. So how do we get there? I don't know. You know, I really, truly thought I was done. Then I signed with a couple of other production houses, made some, you know, things. I, I, I Every time I think Bravo did a Bravo con, I think I got screamed and I used to get sent all these things. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should, you know, should really try and go back. And then I didn't want to do like an ensemble. An ensemble cast is very, very, very hard. You know, Tell me why. Just because you're different characters and, you know, there's just so much, uh, it can be competition. You don't have, you don't get on with everyone, you know, all of this stuff. It's, it's, it's a very, very hard place to be. It yeah. looks easy. It's not easy for anyone, you know, even if it's, it's just a difficult thing to do. It's like joining a band. Right. So I didn't think I would come back into this mix. Then after well, six years on, I never thought I was coming back. You know, I really didn't. Um, and how did I get there? You know, I don't honestly know. They just, they, they started, there are a lot of shows casting in the Middle East right now. I think the Middle East is a really, really interesting city for people. And I just got the phone call. I don't know how it happened. I don't know, you know, anything I was, I, I think I'm the only um, British person living with, with, with a history on TV there. 
I think um, I, I got, I always get up for all the TV jobs that come, I, that people call me. Um, and I guess Bravo knew I was there. So they found, I mean, I, I, it's not that hard. Um, so if they were coming, I guess I'm a very natural place to start, right? Oh my God. I mean, I, I like in my mind, I'm like, they've been talking about this for years. It's like, you know, the rumors about uh, like um, Chris Jenner shopping around, keeping up with the Kardashians for like a decade before anybody had the presence of mind to be like, this is a hit. And now it's like Ryan Seacrest and they're, I mean, they run the world. So in my mind, I was like, Caroline's been working on this for a decade, but no, you're like, no, they called me. Yes. <laughs> this episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by PhD Feminine Health. We get uncomfortable talking about vaginas, and I'm going to use the proper words. I'm not going to sing through this when I get uncomfortable. I like to sing through. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try not to do that. I'm also going to try not to rely on um, cute terms for our lady bits, lady bits being one of them. I'm not going to call it a cookie. I'm not going to call it the JJ. I'm not going to call it a vagina piece, although that's my favorite thing to call it. I'm going to call it a vagina because that's what it is, a vagina, and a vagina is part of our body. Like, we're not embarrassed to buy deodorant at the drugstore. Not at all. If our skin is dry, we're not embarrassed to get cream to make our skin more moist. No, not at all. But for some reason, when it comes to our vaginas, we get very skittish. And, like, you go to the drugstore and you have to buy, like, you know, feminine care products and you like buy a million bags of candy to somehow, I don't know what, hide that you're purchasing something for your body? We have vaginas. So it's, there should be no shame in the game. Unfortunately, we live in a society where we feel shame. I had so much vagina shame like my whole life. And it does feel embarrassing to talk about it and to admit it, but it really shouldn't be. And PhD Feminine Health is doing all the Lord's work to make our vaginas the best that they can be. So PhD offers a trustworthy feminine care product that actually works, okay? And when you're having feminine issues, which we all do, you want a solution immediately. I understand. And even the founder of PhD Feminine Health, uh, while creating the product, was talking to women who said that they like didn't even want to go get pedicures because they were like scared that their vagina smelled so bad but luckily thanks to phd feminine health there is a product that helps and actually works plus phd feminine health it is a woman-owned business and women supporting women-owned businesses is important especially when it's about our vaginas we gotta stick together so PHD offers a variety of holistic over-the-counter products, including their two new products, the PHD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash. FYI, it's the only boric acid foam wash on the market. And then they also have their PhD boric acid moisturizing suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. And they're both now available on Amazon and Target. So boric acid, it's a natural compound found in seawater, natural, and it's been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe holistic alternative. And PhD is the number one doctor recommended brand of boric acid vaginal suppositories. PhD is changing the game. They've got you covered. And most importantly, they've got your vagina covered. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. And it is. So if you register now at phdfeminineheath.com slash win, you can receive a free summer gift basket, which contains cruelty-free deluxe size beauty and lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 Visa gift card. 
to register now to win that, go to phdfeminineHealth.com. That's phdfeminineHealth.com slash win to potentially win. Also, you can get 20% off all of their products right now. Just use my code Taylor. Um, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R. And again, don't forget, you go to phdfeminineHealth.com. Use my code Taylor. 20% off all products right now. And in order to win this incredible gift basket, phdfeminineHealth.com slash win. And now back to the podcast. I have to say too, this really is Housewives history for two reasons. First of all, you are it's the 11th franchise of Housewives. And this is the first international one. So congratulations on that. Also, you are the first Bravo celebrity to go from a show that wasn't Housewives to Housewives status because I think as we've kind of discussed, Housewives is the golden standard of Bravo at this point. You know, like in the beginning, maybe not so much, but it's certainly been elevated since. So, you know, double congratulations, but I do feel like it puts you at the creme de la creme of the Bravo celebrity, like uh, stratosphere, if you will, the totem pole. Um, do you think that other Housewives franchises are going to be jealous of Dubai. Like how fabulous and glamorous is it going to be? It's just different. You know, right. it's just different. I think you have to wait and see. It's different. I, I you know, um, all, all of them, I, I, I'm a huge fan of all the shows. So I, I, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite because I mean, I've got a lot of friends on different ones, but I just think it's going to look, the, the backdrop is so different from anything you've ever seen. It doesn't matter, but we're very, very different. And it's also not where we're all from one background. So, you know, I think this is, this will be the first time that we're not, everybody didn't grow up there. Right. Dubai is, Dubai is 45 years old. So it's, you'll see it's right. a melting pot. Right. Exactly. You know? It's almost like being like in a Los Angeles, like kind of a transit city or transient city, except this is a country. You know, right? Yeah. Am I, I'm an idiot. Is Dubai country or is it a city? Caroline, I'm a moron. I don't know. No, I think I'm a moron too. Right? <laughs> I love you so much. You mentioned being friends with housewives. Which yeah. housewives are you friends with? Um, Dorinda, uh, Carol Radswell, uh, uh, Larsa Pippin, um, uh, Sonia, I know. Ramona, <laughs> I know. Ramona. Um, oh, uh, on um, I've met Kyle a few times. I used to. I've met Lisa Vanderpump. I've met um, loads of them. Right? You just you because of you know the show. Um, I've met uh, the girls on Orange County. Like you just because Bravo's kind of like one big family, isn't it? Yeah, I have to say, I think personally, as a fan of Bravo and Housewives, I think that I think that there's all different types of Housewives franchises. But I feel like Beth Hills was like kind of the first time that Bravo was like, oh, yeah, this is like the beyond dripping in diamonds fabulosity that we've been looking for. And I think that a very close second or maybe even tied with it, in my opinion, has been the reboot of Miami. Lots of glamour, lots of fashion, lots of cars, lots of real estate. But I know Dubai is going to be definitely jockeying for that number one spot of the most fabulous franchise to date. And it's going to be your first season. I think you're going to come in really insanely strong. I'm so excited for the opulence. Well, Miami's different. You see, I, you know, it's different because you have these giant mansions on the water and all of this kind of stuff. And I think, you know, our cast is a little bit younger. Okay. 
So, you know, I think you're going to see it just different. It's, it's, it's not, it's not that, but the fat drop is that. So I think, you know, just wait and see. It's exciting. I'm very excited. Well, okay. So something that I'm sure is going to be addressed on the show because it's been a while since we, as the audience, having seen you in your life, Caroline, on TV, the last time we saw you on television, you were married and living in or and moving to Dubai. So obviously I was just on your podcast, uh, Divorced Not Dead. And it's a great podcast. It's on Dear Media. We're Dear Media family. We love Dear Media. I was so excited, Carolyn, when I saw your podcast, not only because it was you, because it's you and you're fabulous, but also because the subject matter was like right up my alley as a divorcee. Um, I found it very, very interesting. So, of course, you've explained what happened on your life journey from getting, you know, married, moving, a divorce, and now remarried again. But real quick, just for the audience, can you give us like a recap of what happened from the time the cameras went down to where we are now with the cameras going back up in Dubai in regards to your marriage, like your divorce journey, if you will? I mean, my divorce journey is, I always say, you know, I didn't have a terrible marriage and I want to get that out there. And I think it's very interesting to people because people always go, what happened? Nothing happened. I just knew I could have a better life. Right. You know, I just fell out of love and it just happens. Mm -hmm. No, no, no fault of his, no fault of mine. You know, um, I never looked for fault. I never checked, you know, nor did he. It's not about other people. Right. I think that's the mistake everyone makes. They want to, like, lay blame on someone. Absolutely. You know, uh, because it makes them feel better. There is no blame. Mm -hmm. I got married young. I've changed personality about multiple. I've got multiple personality disorder, probably. (laughs) We love you. you And I just wanted something different. I had, you know, I lay in bed and dreamt about this different life all the time. My husband and I had got very comfortable with being kind of uncomfortable as it were. Yeah. And, you know, very indifferent to each other. Like we were ships in the night. I would go off and do my thing. He would go off and do his thing. You know, we had our own friends and I kept thinking, you know what, when, when I'm older, we'll sort of we'll just be good because we'll be great because we'll come back together and we'll be amazing when we're 80. And then I kept dreaming about this guy, a hot guy in my like glass house. I didn't know it was going to be in Dubai. And like, you know, those movie kisses and all that ridiculous stuff that like mummy porn that we all do at our age. <laughs> it's just, it's a, I'm never going to get that, you know? And then, you know, I guess I manifested Sergio just a few years too young. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just, it wasn't enough. And I think, that makes people uncomfortable too, because so many women are sitting in that position and they, they can't leave or won't leave or they're scared to leave because they, you know, society tells you you're, you're nuts. It's never going to get any better than this. Yeah. This is what you do. Stick it out and um, stick it out. Compromise all of these things, these words I can't bear, you know, what the fuck? Why should we get out for another 50 years? I'm not dying till I'm a hundred. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, my grandmother died at 98, hundred. So, you know, I've got another fucking 50 years, right? You know, I can't stick that out. Mm-mm. And I think the same goes for you and what you went through. Totally. And, and I think, you know, when you do something and people can't pinpoint an actual catalyst for it, it upsets them. Yes. It freaks and, them out. They want like some big, huge scandal as to why, well, even for me, for example, you know, it took me a while to come out in the fact that I was in a same sex relationship. So like my 
ex and his family had a whole year without me really talking about my relationship to kind of shop around this idea that the marriage ended because I was a lesbian, right? And that's not it. It's not even the truth, but like that was an easier story for them to tell because it was like, well, the, the marriage ended because she was obviously a lesbian. It's like, no, the marriage ended. And then I decided to get into a same sex relationship, but the marriage didn't end because I was like, the marriage ended because we weren't happy with each other, period, end of story. And a fault of both of ours, I'll say. Hmm? You fell in love with a person. It could have been anyone. Precisely. But people really do want to put you in a category. You know, they really do. You know, I, I, I think it makes people more comfortable to say, I met Sergio um, at the end in my marriage and I jumped. That's bullshit. You think I'm yep. mad enough to leave an 18-year marriage for a 24-year-old boy exactly. without thinking first? Right. Absolutely not. And 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 it, it annoys me because it gives me so much discredit, as it were, you know, to say that I'm actually, you know, that I it, it, I would just leave for what people think is like a magic dick, that I just got fucked well for the first time <laughs> and wanted to go home, you know, didn't want to go home. And that's just not true. If I wanted right. just that... Girls, you can do just that and go home. <laughs> and go home. That's not true. You don't right. marry it. Right. You know? And that's really important. And I think another important thing is to let people know that, you know, by the time these things happen, you you are pretty clear in your head. Yeah. You haven't just woken up in the morning. Today I'm leaving him and let me find the first guy that, you know, does this right. It's right. not true. I yeah. thought about it long and hard. And if it hadn't been Sergio, it would have been somebody else. Right. And and that's the God's honest truth. Um, and, and actually, if it hadn't been Sergio, maybe I would have gone back at some point, but for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. All the wrong reasons. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Ritual. Here's the deal. Gaps in the diet, they really shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual did not stop there. Mm -mm. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was also published in leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. And here's the deal. A published clinical study, it's a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. And that's why I love Ritual. Obviously, I know I need a multivitamin in my life, but, like, there's just so many to pick from, and I just, like, wasn't sure which one was legit, but Ritual is. They're, like, literally the gold standard in the industry, and it just made me feel like, well, I need a multivitamin and I need to know it's something that's going to be good for me and like check all the boxes and Ritual does. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always has clear communication. There's no shady stuff, and I like that with Ritual. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Uh-huh. Just visit ritual.com slash Taylor and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Again, just go to ritual.com slash Taylor. That's R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R and they're offering you guys 10% off your first three months. 
10% off at ritual.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. We have very different life experiences, but this, like the way people reacted to our divorces and then our relationships that followed afterwards, very, very similar, very much like kindred relationship, divorcee spirits, the two of us. And that's the thing. It's like people... Yeah, it, it, you know, it, this isn't a hasty decision. It's something you think about for a very long time. Like, I think people are so quick to be like, they want the scandal. They want to make it about like you being crazy. You're unwell after a divorce. And Caroline, we talked about this on your podcast, but like getting a divorce is an act of self-love to some degree. You know, at least it was for us. And uh, it's saying I'm not happy, as happy as I could be. And I deserve happiness for the rest of my life. And I think, I think like it was interesting because I also announced it on my Instagram. Um, obviously, I think I, I we'd been living apart for a while by then, by the time we put a statement out. Mm-hmm. Then, like a few months later, I was seen with Sergio. So people were like, "Oh my God, it's so fast! It's this, it's that." And you know, again, we've mm-hmm. been separated for about a year by the time I put it on Instagram. Exactly. And I think that's what people have to get through their head. I don't live in real time always. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I have children. I have other people that need to know first, and I they need to be comfortable before I made you comfortable. Right. That's the thing too. I remember I had listeners because I was on Sirius at the time and they were like, we know something's going on. Tell us what's happening or else I'm like, my lawyer like said I can't. I, I was like, please read between the lines. Like I will tell everybody what I can tell them when I can tell them. But like, that's the thing too, especially when you're ending a marriage. There is, I mean, there's legal stuff involved. You've got lawyers saying you cannot talk about this publicly. Like it will be a problem for you in the long run if you do. So yeah, everybody is probably, and even in divorces that aren't public figures that are involved, I think there's always a delayed time, if you will, because you kind of have to sit on it. You decide as a couple, and then you have to make the steps moving forward to end the marriage. And it, 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 it's, it's a long, drawn-out thing. So the idea that it's hasty decisions is, um, yeah, everyone's timeline is usually off when it comes to that. So let's talk Sergio. Congratulations on the wedding. He is, you guys are such a great couple. I had the pleasure of meeting him when I came and did your podcast. And um, the big thing is, is that in case we haven't mentioned it and people don't know, so Sergio is 24 years younger than you, right? So that's something that... 18 years younger. 18 years younger. Why did I have 24 in my head? 18 years younger. He was 24 when I met him. 24 when you met him. Okay, right. 24 when you met him. 18 years younger. That's so that's the equivalent of me. I'm dating a woman, right? It was the thing that raised eyebrows. So what do you want to share about people's reaction to that? Well, I mean, I think people need to understand when I met him, he was 31. (laughs) And I still thought this was young. But I had no idea he was 24. Okay. Um, I also didn't see it as long term. He was just, you know, he was a friend when I met him. And I, you know, I just like, we got on so well. And I just really, really enjoyed him. And now he's easy on the eye and he's kind. And I just, I didn't look any further than that. And I, you know, I, it's not like I, I, I went into something going, oh, I'm going to marry this man. You know, it was just fun. Right. And that's, I think when you had it serious, you just want a bit of fun. Yes. And, um, you know, when he did, when I did find out he was 24, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to jail. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but by then, you know, he's proved himself in so many ways. In, in some ways, he's the most mature relationship I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really, really love each other. And it's so sweet. He will literally do anything for me in the most beautiful way. 
And, um, you know, okay, it's not what everyone says should work, right? but it's working just like you. Yes. I mean, I know we have very different uh, relationships and yes. you've got from a man to a woman, but it's the, it's the same thing. People are like, literally think we have literally lost our minds. Lost I, our minds. I, they would have committed me. And, and by the way, if my friend had done the same, I would have had you committed and you would have had me committed. <laughs> so I, I, I would have done it to her. So, you know, it's the same thing. Um, but once you're in it and you realize how free and amazing it feels you think fuck you're all missing something you're yeah. all missing something follow follow i'm not saying run out and get a woman and i'm not saying run out and get a 24 year old because there are a lot of 24 year olds who are idiots right. but, you know i'm just saying find your person right. whatever that looks like right find your person and you know because if you can just be you that's a pretty great place to be you know what I think? I mean, I'm, and maybe I'm way off on this uh, assumption, but I think we spend so much of our life looking for checking all the boxes, good on paper guy or girl. And maybe there's something to be said for throwing that list out the window, crumpling it up and putting it in the garbage, because maybe that list, actually the perfect on paper is the thing that gets us in trouble in the first place. Cause it's all brain and like no heart. Right. It's a disaster. And I think I said it to you on our podcast. I said, you know, we're living up to society and what the fuck is society? Yeah. From the from the age old, you know, King Henry, the whatever, had however many wives. And, you know, Princess Diana had how many lovers? And like, I mean, everybody, to be honest, Prince yeah. Charles, all of these people, all the people that we hold high aren't perfect. Right. Why are we holding ourselves to a standard that no one else is meeting? Yes. It's bizarre to me. I know when I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to. And I want to tell my daughter, you know, that it's okay to find your person, whatever that person looks like, whatever right. your, that's your choice, you know, and, and to wait and not to be in a hurry because we were pushed at such a young age that if you weren't married by the time you were 22, 23, even 21, mm -hmm. that you were going, you were a spinster. That's it. Totally. Yeah. My Life's mom. for you. You may as well pack up and yeah. like become a lesbian and live with your yes. cat. <laughs> my mom, no man will ever want you. Totally. My mom yeah. used to always say to me, like when I was in college, like it wasn't like go to college to get an MRS because I feel like I was of the generation that was a little bit more modernized than that. But it was kind of like, Taylor, you got to meet a good guy ASAP because all the good ones get taken at a young age. And that resonated with me. And I told her that she said that recently. And she was like, I never said that. I'm like, you did. You said it. But like it is. And she's like, she didn't even have any recollection of saying it. So it's just like one societal expectation delivered down word of mouth, like just through generations. And people don't even know what they're saying. You know, when I was in the sort of the last part of my marriage, I used to look around and go, you know, because everyone had told me that, you know, you're making a big mistake. You're leaving a good man yep. for God Same. knows what never Same. can work. And you've got three kids and nobody's going to want it. Yep. And I remember looking at some of my friends that had made the leap and were on second marriages and they just always were holding hands and kissing and they looked so in love, yeah. no matter what, even if they were 10 years on. And when I spoke to them, they were like, yeah, because I chose this person. 
Right. Like I really chose this person. It wasn't like a grab the first thing because fuck, it's like, you know, you're the last on the supermarket shelf. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, because, and they're right because this time round, if it hadn't have been Sergio, I wasn't in a massive rush. I told Sergio very clearly, believe it or not, ladies, not to marry me because if we had five or 10 years, he could still leave and start a family with somebody else before right. I'm too old. Right? right. And five or 10 years was great for me. That's fine. I'm, I'm very open to everything. And it was him that wanted the wedding and the everything else and all of this stuff, which I think it was a shock for people. Yeah. And, you know, because if it wasn't Sergio and I was with a 40 something year old man or a 50 year old man, I would not be walking down that aisle. Yeah. I would not be looking at more children. I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I'm, and, and that's what makes, I think women like us so attractive because we are not going, <gasps> got to get married, got to have a baby. I've done it. You know, I'm very yeah. cool. Cool for me. You want to pick me up, pick me up. You don't want to come and see me. Don't come and see me. I'm, I'm good. I have a life. Yeah, I'm saying with Tay, I mean, we waited six years until we got engaged because I was like, it's I think it's also scary once you've been married, getting married again. It's a little there is at least for me, there was a little bit of fear. And I think it's just like divorce shrapnel. I don't I, I think it just comes with the territory. But that's the thing. Like Tay was the one that really she's a traditionalist. She really wanted to get married. She really wants the kids. I mean, Carolina, we talked about this. I'm like, maybe I don't need kids but I know this I love Taylor more than I love not having children so because it's so important to her we're gonna do it but like yeah I was in that same boat where I was like I might not ever need to have a family so it's like I made all these decisions for things that society told me I wanted that I didn't even want I would say a second time round, you just have to think a bit clearer. And I made decisions for us that he wouldn't necessarily think of for both of us so we did we did a prenup yes and we did one for different reasons. One, and I'm going to do a will. So if anything happens to me, he yep. gets me yep. so that he doesn't get put out. Same. But I did one, not because of him, but because I have children, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I think that's really important. And then you're just clear. It's clear cut. You know, I didn't have one with my ex-husband. And then you, you have to go through all this ridiculous stuff. Yeah. With him, I went through everything from my handbags to my art, to my jewelry, to my house, to his what he's earned. And we put it on paper and said, look, this is for my kids. This is for this. This is for that. This will go to us. This Whatever we've earned here will go for both of you. And, you know, even things like who gets the children at the end. Like he, he was like, if, if something happens to you, I still want Want to be able to see the kids right i wrote everything down now yeah in layman's terms and you know and we we both signed it and that was done this episode of taste of taylor is brought to you by milk bar i love milk bar if you know you know and if you don't know <laughs> i'm about to change your world so in the last few years we've had to cancel i don't know like everything get togethers with friends weddings birthdays the whole shebang but now this year we're back baby and it's time to party and you can return like a hero with something delicious from milk bar everybody will uh, fall in love with you so i've been a big fan of milk bar for a while now I've actually, for like pretty much every birthday for my wife, I've, I've always gone to Milk Bar. It's my go-to for special occasions. And it really is the perfect gift for anyone and everybody in your life. Birthday parties, graduation, summer cookouts, or like just because you want something sweet and delicious. And I'm not a huge sweets person, but when I am, there are a handful of things that I am like, oh my God, I cannot resist. And Milk Bar is at the top of the list. 
and they've got so much to choose from. They've got their signature birthday cake with the unfrosted sides. That's what I get my wife every year for her birthday. They also have the milk bar pie. It's made from toasted oat crust, and it's got this gooey butter filling. Butter, 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 butter. La, 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 la. It's so good. And for a limited time, Milk Bar is offering their delicious new strawberry shortcake and cake truffles. So good, but also, let me tell you, oh my God, I recently tried their gluten-free B-Day truffles, which usually I'm like, eh, gluten-free. Oh my God, they so do not taste gluten-free. Also, every Milk Bar creation is made fresh and then thoughtfully and beautifully packaged so it arrives in like a great, beautiful, perfect condition, ready to enjoy. Major bonus, they offer fast, yeah, even overnight nationwide delivery. So if you're like me and you procrastinate everything, you can still get that gift rushed to somebody special. And right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. Get 10% off any order of $50 or more when you go to milkbarstore.com slash Taylor. 10 bucks off any order of $50 by going to M-I-L-K-B-A-R-S-T-O-R-E.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. Milkbarstore.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. And think, doing things like that with a strong couple, it strengthens you. With a weak couple, it makes, it shows the cracks, right? So those, mm-hmm. it, it's wild how these things that you could think are like a prenup's unromantic and that's, you know, looking so far in the future. But like, I can even tell by the way you're saying the things that you wrote down and the way that you were talking as a couple, I'm sure it strengthened you guys. And now it's like everything is out on the table. Absolutely, because there, it's to protect him, my kids, everything, uh, you know, uh, there are certain money I would have got from my ex-husband that is absolutely not right that he gets touches a penny of. Right. You know what I mean? That should automatically go to my children. Of course. There are certain things that he has that, my, you know, my children should not get. Right. All of these things. Um, if I drop dead tomorrow, because I am older, and that is something to think about, right? right? You know, he, he needs to be protected that everything doesn't get taken away from him either. Right. Um, you know, things that we build together, things, businesses that we start, we're working together, you know. He needs, it's for all of us. When you can take this sort of like, um, this, the, the emotion out of it and go, okay, you know, and I think that that comes from being older and going, you know, down to like my stupid bits of jewelry. Obviously he doesn't want it, but my, that, those things are going to my daughter. Of course. You know, right. everything is written. So there just isn't a fight. Yeah. There's nothing because who knows where you end up right now. You're in a great place. Everyone's in a great place. Everyone's happy. Right. Right. This is when you do the fucking prenup. <laughs> yes. It's so true. It really yeah. is. And I know people think it's unromantic. I signed a prenup in my last marriage and I, I expected to, and it actually was good because we went into the marriage with both of us advocating for ourselves. Now I will say this, if you're signing a prenup that benefits one person and you're not saying a word otherwise, that's not fair. But for me, I said to my husband, I said, well, I'll gladly sign a prenup for you, but you need to also sign a prenup that makes me feel safe. It can't just be all about you feeling safe. I want to feel safe too. And so we worked something out and I will say it made the divorce way less complicated when we had that prenup to refer to. So a prenup Prenup is actually beneficial to both parties. I will wholeheartedly stand by that. Um, okay, so Caroline, um, how much of Sergio are we going to get to see on The Real Housewives of Dubai? A lot? A little? A lot, yeah. He's, Good. he's so nice. To, he, he was really enjoying it. You know, he's part of my life. 
he went into it with me, you know, and, and unlike, I guess, a lot of the other house uh, wives, we, we actually do work together. So, right. you know, it's not like he, he doesn't go to a normal office. We, right. my office is in my house. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we've taken on what we do as sport. We do everything together. We, we do investments together. We do our businesses together, you know, like uh, even down to doing the podcast. He, he, he set this, I, I, I'm 46, I, I'm a technophobe. Like I'm, I'm married to a younger generation man who knows all, all of this shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the funniest thing I've just got nominated for best content creator in the Middle East or something like that. I mean, if only they knew he's like, well, you're going to thank me when you get up there. I'm like, no, I don't even know how to turn my fucking phone on. And I'm like, yeah, imagine me making a reel. No idea. Oh my but, God. Your reels are so good. I can't figure I it know. out. You need to marry the cameraman. I, yeah. I know. You know what? My wife, actually, that's how we met originally, was she was my camera person and editor for my blog. Don't judge me for having a blog. And she's really abandoned me. I'm really getting pissed off listening to this right now. Um, will we see, I know you can't give away too much from Housewives. Will we see the wedding? You will see the wedding. Yes, I'm so excited. Caroline, I mean, I'm just thrilled for you as a fan this is very exciting for me and also though i feel like we're on a deep 11 now i mean like your podcast was i just i can't believe how much we have in common like i can't believe i went from watching you to now like talking to you and being like wow we have a lot of odd similarities in life so really caroline it's been such a pleasure getting to podcast with you and meeting you and just thank you so much for coming on the show today really appreciate it for having me Taylor. it's been really really fun of course and you guys of course congratulations on real housewives of dubai don't forget um it is premiering season one june 1st so make sure to check it out of course on bravo uh follow caroline on instagram at caroline stanberry um and check out her reels that her and sergio do they're delightful and don't forget to listen to her podcast divorced not dead new episodes out every single wednesday it's a great podcast